It's time for episode 532 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast with microchips roasting on an open fire. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, my friend, my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons and Dragons online together. It's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Dan Morin nipping at your nose. Oh, no. Sorry about your nose. Sorry about your nose. Oh, my poor nose. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Um, I, I just have to process that, folks. We just riff. This is not something that we plan out, so I never know what the oh, what we can't, Dan's going we can't to say. plan it. Sorry, uh, but when Micah sings at me, I have to sing back. That's the rule. That is the rule. That is written. Uh, it is written, and so so it shall be. What else is written, and so it shall be, is that we are joined by two awesome guests. To my left is the host of Automators and my co-host on iOS today over on the Twit Network. It's Rosemary Orchard. Welcome back, Rosemary. Picking apps by the fire. There we go. I'm not. I'm not going to do any more singing. That'll be it. Um, but there we go. I, I continued the song. So Stephen, I guess we'll have Thank to finish you. it. Well, spoilers. But to my left this week, it's video and podcast creator Stephen Robles. Welcome back, Stephen. Thanks so much. Great to be here. <laughs> Good to have you. Um, I'm glad we we ceased the singing as we get into the show. Uh, four topics, 30 minutes. You all know how this works at this point. My question for you, what apps do you regularly use to take photos on your phone? So I don't want to hear about how you have, you know, six different camera apps. I want to know the ones you're actually using, even if it's just the built in one. Rosemary, we'll start with you. All right. Camera. Next. Um, so I, I predominantly use camera. If I'm going to take a photo, I'm going to use the camera app. Um, if I am also, if I'm going to take a video, then I might, uh, well, I often end up hopping out to something like double take, um, which will let me film from more than one lens at the same time. And if I have a video and I want a photo out of it, I don't do the screenshot technique. I use a lovely little app called Frame Grabber, which allows me to convert like a, a shot from or still from a video into a photo. Um, and I don't know if that's cheating because it's not technically taking a photo, but I've already taken the photo as a video. So I'm converting it into a photo. So I'm, I'm pretty much always uh, in the camera, though I do love uh, control center and long pressing on the camera um, so that I can jump straight into like a portrait selfie. Um, that's one of my favorite features um, of the control center, long pressing on things and getting getting options, especially for the camera. It's really handy. There are so many great camera apps for the iPhone, Obscura and Halide and all those good ones. I use none of them. <laughs> uh, I too, like Rosemary, am pretty much always in the camera app. Why? Because it's the camera app. It's the default app. I know the power is strong. I don't. I am not a person who likes to futz with settings. It's not me. Um, I love the fact that the iPhone camera is point shoot. And then you can deal with almost, you know, all of the stuff you want to change after the fact. That's just fine by me. The only thing I care about is capturing the moment and everything else for me. I don't even edit photos. My wife was doing our Christmas card the other day and she's like, ah, this photo, it looks washed out. I got to adjust the colors. I'm like, it looks fine to me. I don't know. I have no eye for this whatsoever. <laughs> so for me, the camera app gets the job done because like in the same way that when I used to use even like a, an SLR, like I shot on auto like 90% of the time because... 
it looks pretty good. And my attempts usually to fill around with things and improve the settings generally make everything look worse. So uh, all the uh, uh, third party apps and, and, you know, they're great, but they're just they're not for me. Steven, what about you? Yeah, I'm a stock camera guy as well. Although I will say sometimes when I need to focus on something at a specific distance and tapping to focus is just not cooperating, I jump over to Halide and I'll do the manual focus ring. Uh, but honestly, I just find the stock camera app does everything I need it to. I'll shoot some pro raw photos if I need it for a thumbnail or doing something for a video. And since I've been recording more B-roll video on my 15 Pro Max directly to an external SSD with ProRes, I do it all just right there in the stock camera app. One complaint I will say, though, is I think it was with the 14 Pro. I do find that the minimum focal distance of the main camera lens is now just a little too far away. And a lot of times, especially if you're in a third-party app and maybe you need to, like, scan a card because you're inputting, like, a health insurance card or something, I find that I have to hold it a little too far away from the phone and it becomes a little inconvenient. So, I don't know how I can fix that, or I wish in some of those third-party apps you could switch to like the ultra-wide so you get a shorter focal length distance, Uh, but that's my only complaint about the main camera. Honestly, this question for me was my opportunity to feel better about myself. So thank you all because you have made me feel better about myself. I've got, there are so many great camera apps out there and they're awesome. And on occasion, I'll remember to launch them and make use of them. But like Dan, I end up just doing weird things and it ends up looking worse. And so I stick to auto no matter where I am. Um, sometimes I'll go in afterwards and go, yes, I think the highlights are a little out and they should uh, b- bump the shadows. And then I do. And then the photo looks terrible. So I also just use the camera app for the most part, uh, except when, when I think that I'm uh, being cool by using something else. That's what it really boils down to. Oh, my great shame. All right, let us move along to our next topic, which comes from Rosemary. It's the holiday season. People are buying presents for other people. Um, and so I figured this might be a good question to ask. What is your favorite recent small, so less than $75 tech purchase that you would recommend to others? Um, I am aware that the definition of small there. It, it could apply physically, but I was thinking like $75 or less. It could be huge uh, if you can get something huge for less than $75. But what's what's your favorite recent thing that you've purchased that you'd recommend to others that may become a gift for somebody else at some point in the future? Belkin makes a MagSafe charger that is a kickstand. Um, and it basically, so it's like a it doesn't so many of the magsafe stands um you know for standby or whatever require you to you know bring your own magsafe charging thing which i always feel is a little ridiculous because oftentimes they cost like 130 dollars and then spend another 30 dollars on a cable and it's like why but for 30 bucks you can get the belkin wireless charger which is like magsafe compatible uh the version i bought which uh even came with a a power brick which was nice because it was on sale i think when i bought it but you can buy it with or without the power supply um comes in a few different colors too which is nice um and it's just this really handy like you know clips on the back it's got a usb uh on the other side and you have this little kickstand that pops out so if you want to do something like standby i have this in my kitchen uh and i can just pop my phone down there it charges and it stands up and i can look at the display if i'm doing that or if i need to like look at instructions while i'm doing a recipe or something like that works fine for that too so for me this is like the cheapest and most efficient way like if you're going to buy a magsafe charging thing anyways you might as well get one that also has the kickstand why not right it's it's basically the same cost as apple's version i think um mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's my suggestion for you mags belkin wireless charger for magsafe 
So uh, this is somewhat techy. Uh, I got this on Amazon, and it's a Hoto screwdriver. I'll do the funny thing and read the whole uh, Amazon description. Yes. Hoto Next Zero One Pro 3.6 volt screwdriver sets, electric screw- screwdriver, all in one cordless, three torque with 12 two inch S2 steel long bits, LED shadowless lamp, ideal for computer, bookcase, bicycle. <laughs> I don't know why they put bicycle there at the end, but this is a it's just a little screwdriver. It's got three speeds, but it charges via USB C. Listen, I'm not a handyman, but I do love my smart home devices, and so I change out a lot of light switches. I need a lot of just quick, I need to unscrew this thing. Maybe it's tech things. And so this screwdriver is just awesome because they battery-powered, recharges over USB-C, has a nice little carrying case. It's all-in-one, has uh, multiple bits, flathead uh, Phillips, and a couple others. And I just find I use this now all the time. Now, typically, it's 80 bucks, but as we record, it's on sale on Amazon for $60, <laughs> and so I feel like it's a, a, a great deal. So it looks also, like a lightsaber, Stephen, so that's the best part so oh, far. <laughs> and it also has a light. Yes, it has a light. And so, again, when I'm switching out a light switch, you have to flip off the breaker so there's no light, and so this has a little light on the end. And since getting this, I've now discovered that Hoto has an entire line of tools and now I want them all, <laughs> one especially, the Hoto Compressed Air Capsule, which is actually like an air duster and vacuum. Apparently, it can go both directions, uh, but it has several attachments, one with a brush where you could like vacuum your keyboard to get all the crumbs out of it, and you can also use it as an air compressor to blow stuff out of a keyboard or out of your tech stuff, and I definitely want that. That one's on sale right now. It's 110 so it doesn't meet the, the $75 uh, requirement, but it's still very very cool. So I'm going to uh, do two because they still come well under $75. Um, the first one I want to mention, it's actually a series of, of toys. They're from Little Tykes. They're called Little Tykes Big Adventures Toys. And these are STEM toys. Each of these toys, and the one that I purchased for my uh, niece was a submarine. And But each of the toys, I think there are three of them, they come apart into individual little toys that you can use to explore. So uh, there's a kind of viewer with this submarine toy that lets you keep your head above water, but look underwater and see what's there. Uh, There's a little net that comes apart from the submarine that lets you kind of sift through shells in the sand. And then there's a little squirt gun that that comes apart that you just play with. Um, The other toys include uh, a little safari truck that comes apart into a binocular uh, or that comes apart into binoculars and a few other things. And then another one, which is this little space rover that has a little microscope built into it and a magnetic uh, lifter and a little claw arm. And they're really cool. And it's something I would have wanted as a kid for sure. Um, and each of them are like, Uh, And then the other thing I'm going to mention, it's tech adjacent. There are so many people out there who have ring devices. Uh, It's called the Ring Pet Tag. Uh, It's available for just 10 bucks. And basically, it's a little tag that you attach to your pet that has a QR code on it. And when a person scans the QR code, it works with the ring system to send the owner a notification. It has a web page that has the dog's name on it, their photo information about them. And then the person me gets a notification to let me know, Oh, that someone has scanned it. So it's much more involved 
to help you reclaim a lost pet. And yeah, those are just 10 bucks. And they're really like high quality metal tags, uh, nice and small. So even for my uh, tiny dogs, they you know don't weigh down their collars or anything like that when I put them on. Um, and it's really nice. So yeah, between the ring pet tag and the little tykes toys, uh, those are my picks. Rosemary, round us out here. So my pick is um, I got some open ear headphones recently. So I, I had a, a piercing on my inner ear, which means I can't currently wear AirPods Pro or AirPods um, or any kind of in-ear headphone on that ear. Um, it's only going to be for a couple of months, um, but I still want the ability to not have to wear over-ear headphones, especially because even if you don't turn on noise cancelling, they will just naturally block out a whole bunch of sound. Um, so the number of times I have missed things like my air fryer beeping that it needs shaking or the contents of the air fryer need shaking, not good. Um, so I picked up True Free O1 Open Ear Headphones. Now, I did some research um, and these ones had uh, lots and lots and lots of reviews on Amazon um, and they were at like four and a half stars. And they are $60, but there is a 25% off uh, voucher at the moment. So that brings them down to $45. Um, but these just kind of sit on your ears, almost kind of like a hearing aid. You could wear them with hearing aids, actually. Um, and I have to say, I've been wearing them for a good couple of days now. They are incredibly comfortable. Um, and yeah, I I just really like them. So if you know somebody who doesn't like in-ear headphones um, or wants to be able to hear what's going on around them, um, and thinks that, you know, in-ear headphones are just automatically going to block too much noise, this could be a good pick for them. Wonderful. All right, folks, we have reached halftime here at Clockwise, which means it is time to talk about our halftime sponsor today, and that is Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, and you don't have to worry about thawing it. Uh, you may be going, but Micah, I've heard you mention a number of times that you can't eat wheat and other glutinous items. How would you know anything about wild grain? Folks, I am so pleased and blessed to have a partner who loves bread and <laughs> was able to give me everything I needed to know about wild grain. He was so excited when the wild grain box arrived, was looking through going, oh, look at this. Oh, I've got to try this. Um, the baking process, super simple. You really do. You can just bake from freeze, uh, from frozen. And it was not something where you're, uh, you know, having to, to sacrifice flavor or taste or texture or anything like that. There's something about just having bread that is kind of fancy as part of a meal that adds so much to the meal. I think it's pretty magical. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash clockwise to start your subscription. Yeah, you heard me. Free croissants in Every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash clockwise. That's wildgrain.com slash clockwise, or you can use the promo code clockwise at checkout. Our thanks to Wildgrain for their support of this show and Dan's happiness and also of Relay FM. All right, we are back from the break, and now it's time for Dan's topic. 
Okay. Um, it looks like the newest beta of iOS 17.2 has indicated that release is coming shortly. I'm curious to know if you've sort of been keeping an eye on this as I have. What new features uh, are you looking forward to? This um, Apple has taken to moving some of its uh, big features it announces in iOS 17 or the main iOS point releases into these smaller releases. So we'll get a few different things here. I'm curious what you want to try out. Stephen, we'll start with you. I am excited for the journal app. I've not been an avid journaler pretty much ever, uh, but it's something I know my dad did, and I think it would be beneficial just personally for me and then maybe one day for my kids. And so, yeah, the journal app is really intriguing to me, especially pulling in data from like the podcast you listen to, the music, and any kind of group activities. You know, you go out on a family outing, you take pictures, and how that could combine some of that information I've run it on a beta device, but I don't use that phone full time. And so I don't think I've gotten uh, an appropriate like idea of what the journal app can offer when you're using it on your main iPhone. So I'm really excited to put it on my main phone and see what it does. There's not a whole, whole lot that's coming. So I'm also going to jump to journal. I, I've also been testing it out a little bit. I'll be honest in saying that every time it prompts me, I'm not uh, responding to it. And most of my prompts have to do with my uh, exercises, because I guess I don't do a whole lot else. Because the whole idea is that, you know, you go through and do different things in the day. And then it, it at the end of the day, is like, hey, you know how you did this earlier? Maybe you want to write a journal about that. And so it's like, go to work, uh, do your exercise. <laughs> and then uh, the end of the day comes around, it's like, so, you know, that exercise you did earlier, is there anything you want to say about that? Um, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing more improvements to journal prompts as we uh, carry on. So I think that's my answer. Rosemary, what about you? I'm going to go with there is a new focus mode filter, and that is disabling your listening history in Apple Music. Um, and this for me is great because often while I am working, I will end up listening to an album or a playlist on repeat. And I don't necessarily want that to feed into all of my music recommendations. Um, so what I do is uh, I now have a focus mode filter that while I'm working, it just disables using my listening history in Apple Music. So it doesn't appear in recently played. It doesn't influence my recommendations. And I think that that is fabulous. I think that was a, a genius idea. Uh, to add that. So yeah, um, there's also um, a new digital clock widget in um, standby. So you can get the time on your phone um, in the, the multi-widget standby view, uh, which I'm I'm quite enjoying as well. So there we go. All good answers. I think the uh, one that sticks out the most to me, I just saw this, I didn't realize it was all in there yet. But um, there are some additions to the weather app, uh, which include precipitation amounts, uh, and new widgets. Um, so if you want widgets for just like next hour precipitation or current conditions like air quality, you can get those. There's also a wind map now that can like let you quickly visualize like where where is the wind? How much how windy is it where I am right now? Um, and I think that's cool. I'm sort of a tracker. a wind guy. A wind. I'm a wind guy. No, it's just it's got a little animation. So it even shows you like how the wind is blowing and you can forecast out in the future and all that stuff. So uh, I don't know. I enjoy that. I think that's interesting. I'm glad Apple has continued to sort of beef up their weather game uh, since the deactivation of Dark Sky. So that's really exciting for me. And then the um, other thing that jumped out to me this morning was um, uh, there's also officially uh, Qi 2 charging support for older iPhones, the 13 and 14 now get Qi 2 charging support as well. So when those 
products start hitting the market, those older iPhones will still be eligible for them, which is pretty cool. Uh, but thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let us go to our final topic, which comes from Stephen. So we've had a few months with macOS Sonoma. There's been features like the live wallpapers and lock screens and widgets on the desktop. So I'm curious what new feature, if any, has uh, increased or impacted your guys' workflows? Oh, absolutely. It's widgets. Um, I have a studio display. And so I've got lots of room on that display. And so in the background, I have my widgets kind of a little bit in view. So there's this thing that I do. So I've got shows throughout the week, right? And I need to, I know they happen on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, on Wednesdays. And I need to know the number, the the day of the month for those days. And so it's really handy having a little calendar that I can see at all times. I used to use an app uh, called Ubersicht. And it was basically running like a transparent web page in front of your desktop wallpaper to do the same thing. And all I did was just keep a calendar on my desktop. But the problem with it was it would have all these issues and stop working all the time. And so the second that widgets came to the desktop, I thought, yes, it's finally here. And yeah, that's what I have. I've got uh, weather and the calendar and a few other things that I don't use all too often. I found that the ones that you actually interact with, I don't commonly use, but just being able to look to my left and see a full rundown of what days are for the month is really handy. So absolutely, widgets on the desktop is mine. Rosemary, what about yours? It's probably actually going to be FaceTime reactions uh, whenever you're using your camera. Um, and it, it this is called FaceTime reactions, but it's wherever you're using your camera. So you could be using your camera in Zoom. Um, in eCam um, to, you know, for example, overlay your iPhone on top of your camera. Not that Micah and I have a specific use for doing this every week. Um, when when you're using your camera, you get a little camera icon that appears in the menu bar. And if you click on that, then you can see which app or apps are using your camera right now. And you can turn on and off reactions. Now, a lot of people don't like this because they've had online appointments that were important and official and they didn't want um, whenever they started counting like one, two, three, you know, when you do one with a thumb, then it goes, oh, that's a thumbs up. And it puts a little thumbs up on your screen. But I'm actually really enjoying the reactions because at work, we don't tend to take our meetings too seriously. And it's really fun to be able to just pop in there and have like rain clouds storming in behind me or something whenever somebody mentions something that's, you know, going to be a lot of work for us. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying those FaceTime reactions. For me, it's kind of a small thing, I'm a, but I'll link it into a larger feature. Um Autofill everywhere for me is just a killer. So the ability to like basically anywhere on the Mac OS, you can like have a text field, you can usually right click and choose autofill and it allows you to not only fulfill your contact information or another person's contact information. For example, if you're like, hey, I'm shipping a gift to someone this holiday season, I don't want to have to laboriously copy all of their contact information and put it into the shipping field. It can autofill that for you. But passwords, the fact that you can autofill passwords. So if you have a thing that isn't like a field that isn't recognized by passwords or in another app that doesn't support the iCloud keychain stuff, you can still autofill your passwords in there. I think this is awesome. 
I mean, it goes to a larger sort of the the password improvements in Sonoma, which include um, the password sharing, which is also a huge, huge improvement for me. Um, lots of little things I found. For example, I have a one site where I need to like be able to autofill a, a two-factor code and then add something in the front of it. And the fact that it'll now prompt me even in a password field to fill the, two, the, the two-factor code, like... The, the, the password system that Apple's rolled out, they really made some substantial improvements to it in Sonoma and in iOS 17. And for me, that is just, it's great. It's so great not to have to open system settings, go to passwords, authenticate, then find the password, then copy the password, then switch back to the app and just put, paste the password in. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, it's a very small thing. I don't think they did a great job of like talking about this feature, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's available almost anywhere. You can like right click. There's an autofill submenu there. Go to passwords, pops up a little dialog box you can search for passwords in it etc it's fantastic steven why don't you wrap us up here yeah i will second that autofill feature it is amazing i use it everywhere and i've now tr- transitioned to icloud passwords completely uh, because i can now share it with family and all of that so yeah that's a great one the video reactions actually have a, a different take because uh, the work i do for riverside we have a lot of clients who started reaching out and commenting like why are there thumbs up bubbles appearing on my video and there was just there's not like much information or it's not very obvious that that feature is on by default and people don't know how to turn it off. Uh, they've never really like clicked random things in the menu bar to figure out how to disable reactions. And so if you want them, it's cool that they're there. But I also think it's interesting that a lot of people are wondering, like, why is this happening? I don't want this. And and because it's kind of in the video feed into whatever you're recording, if you're recording with Riverside or something else, like that reaction is burned in, you know, it's not like you could remove it later. And so it would be nice if uh, there was maybe a little more obvious, like kind of pop up or be like, let's disable this uh, from the from the outset. But for me, macOS Sonoma Safari profiles, which I was kind of excited at the event, but now I've just gone all in and I absolutely love it. I've set it up where I can open a profile. It sets a opens a default set of tabs. Whenever I open a window in that profile, it has custom bookmarks or favorites at the top uh, for each profile. And because I go between several different YouTube channels and uh, different logins for different accounts, I've just found Safari profiles to totally change how I work in Safari. And it's made it so much easier, you know, even just, you know, clicking uh, the Google account thing in the top right to switch to a different YouTube channel every time you need to go back and forth or re-logging in because you're trying to switch. Safari Profiles has solved all of that, and I love it. Uh, I wish I had all the power of the macOS Safari Profiles on iPad. There's a couple settings that are not yet available, so hopefully Apple brings that maybe in iOS 18, but Safari Profiles has been pretty clutch for me. Nice. Um, I, yeah, I, I did ended up doing a video telling people how to turn off reactions because it's just, it's bad. Uh, why is that happening? Um, folks, we are just about to the end of this. We've got enough time for a bonus topic. Before we get there, though, I do want to mention our shirts. Clockwise.social slash shirt will redirect you to a page where you can purchase a clockwise Tea. These teas come in many different colors, uh, including blue, green, and yellow. Uh, they are very soft. Um, I love my green clockwise tea. It's got a great stopwatch logo on it. Uh, there are also long sleeve options, sweatshirt, a tank, even a onesie. Um, I don't believe they're adult size onesie onesies. I think they are for infants. Um, but if you've got an infant who needs a onesie, why not get them a clockwise onesie? I mean, I think that sounds great. Um, and 
I, a little birdie tells me we're also working on some other uh, potential swag options. So uh, pretty soon when you go to clockwise.social slash shirt, you might see some other options there as well. Uh, but please head there, pick up a shirt or other item that will soon be there and know that you are helping to support the show and mostly that Zoom bill that lets us meet every week. Um, All righty, here is my bonus topic for you. What is something that always makes you feel better when you're sad. Rosemary, we'll start with you. This is really difficult because uh, usually it'll, it'll be like a film and popcorn and chocolate. Um, naturally, chocolate had to make an appearance here. Um, but the film kind of de- varies depending on why uh, I'm I'm not feeling great. Uh, so the most recent one I watched was uh, Baymax, Big Hero 6, uh, mm. which, you know, is just a lovely film and makes me cry, which makes me feel happier. Don't ask me why. I'm weird. Uh bread next question <laughs> that's fine <laughs> wow well, okay bread bread was the easy answer the other the the sappier answer is a hug for my kid oh uh this is going to be kind of a shallow answer but i'll probably say tiktok i just find that i'll laugh at something uh with enough you know scrolling and uh there, i don't know there's just something funny there or me and my kids like watching fail videos on YouTube, which is like, I guess, a guilty pleasure. But I don't know, just seeing people, I don't know, do silly things and hopefully no one gets hurt. But uh, I don't know. We laugh at those. And so those are fun. Um, And for me, it's going to be the song that's for the start of the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. A person recorded a gospel version of this song. And anytime I watch this video, not only can I not help but to sing along, I also just absolutely smile so big and adore it. So yeah, uh, that is definitely my pick. Alrighty, folks, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise, sign up for just $5 a month or $50 a year, and you'll help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss iMessage on Android. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to say goodbye to our lovely guests, Rosemary Orchard. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And Stephen Robles, thank you so much for being here. It's the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, that is all for us this week, Micah, but we'll be back next week with more singing, probably. Probably. And until then, watch what you say, watch what you say, watch what you say, watch what you say. Keep watching the clock, keep watching the clock, keep watching the clock, keep watching. Oh, dear. Goodbye, everybody. everybody.